And so a very fascinating gospel reading that we have today. Um, It's interesting because we see the devil literally tempting God, right? Let's not forget, Jesus Christ is fully God and fully human. And so Jesus going through this for us shows us how we beat those temptations. Of course, Jesus was never going to give in to these, but it helps us to understand uh, the way we're meant to deal with temptations by following the example of Jesus Christ. And so as I was reading through this, we've got the, the three sort of different temptations, but I saw four different tactics I think I see going on here from the devil as he tries to uh, tempt Jesus. And so I want to go through those and just how we would overcome those four things. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing, but these are the four that jumped out to me, all right? And so first of all, we see that the devil tempts Jesus when he's hungry, all right? The devil doesn't attack Jesus at the beginning of his penance time. He doesn't attack Jesus when Jesus is feeling very strong. Yet, uh, but he attacks him at the end of those 40 days when he's been fasting and when he's really hungry. And so this is the first lesson for us, that the devil will tempt us, attack us, when we're not feeling good, all right? When we're hungry or angry or lonely or tired or stressed, those are the times when the devil wants to tempt us the most because that's when we're feeling the weakest, all right? And so the answer to this is what Jesus says. You know, the devil tempts him to turn the rocks into bread and to just eat something. And Jesus says, I don't live on bread alone. I live on the word of God the Father. And this is the lesson for us is that when we're in those moments and we're tempted and we feel weak, what we turn to is the word of God. You know, we turn to the scriptures. We go to Jesus in prayer. We spend time with the Lord to remind ourselves that, hey, we don't live on that sinful pleasure that we're tempted towards. We actually live by the word of God, and we're sustained by our relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost, all right? So that's the kind of the basic way that the devil would tempt us, or a basic tactic, and they ramp up, as we'll see as we continue through this gospel reading, all right? So that's the first sort of tactic. The next one is that the devil attacks Jesus's identity, and so in the first two temptations, he starts by saying, if you are the son of God, then you'll do this, all right? And so that's a fundamental attack on the identity of Jesus Christ. The devil is saying, if you're the son of God, then you'll do this. Of course, we know that Jesus is the son of God for sure. Jesus knew that for sure. And so that's how he was able to overcome that temptation is by staying rooted in that identity, is staying rooted in that relationship with God the Father. And brothers and sisters, this is one area where the devil can really, really get at us, is by attacking our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. You know, when we're tempted, we start to feel like, gosh, am I really a Christian? You know, if I'm tempted to do this thing, or worse yet, if I fall into sin, and I start to say, man, would a son of God really do that thing? Am I really a Christian? Am I really good enough to be called a son or daughter of God the Father? And he gets in there and he attacks that identity that we have. And the more we allow him to do that, the easier and easier it becomes just to keep falling into those sins. But the remedy for us is to go to the mercy of Jesus Christ. The remedy, brothers and sisters, is reconciliation. 
is going to Jesus, admitting what we've done wrong and begging for that mercy. And when we open our hearts to that mercy, the Father is always willing to welcome us back into the house, like the prodigal son. You know, the Father is always willing to welcome us back into the house if we simply go to him. And when we do that, our relationship is restored and our identity is renewed in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So don't ever let the devil make you believe that God doesn't love you, because that's not true. You are a beloved son or daughter of God the Father, and that's where you should live. All right, the third way he attempt, uh, tempts Jesus is by twisting something good into something that's evil. And we see the devil actually quoting scripture in this passage. So he's taking something that's obviously good, scripture, the word of God, and trying to use it in a way that is bad, or trying to use it to get Jesus to do something wrong. And so, by the way, if you've ever had, I don't know, friends or family members or coworkers or something try to show you scripture passages in the Bible to get you to uh, believe like why you shouldn't be Catholic or something, just know that scripture can be taken out of context very easily and used to try to get you to believe something that's wrong. All right? We trust in the scriptures. We trust in the authority of the Catholic Church given to the church by Jesus Christ to truly interpret the scriptures. And we can cling wholeheartedly to the interpretation that the church gives us, to the gospel way of life, and to all of the teachings on faith and morals that the church has handed down to us. And that's the remedy, is that sometimes we can, you know, focus only on one single area of our Christian life and emphasize that so much that it's to the detriment of the other teachings of the church. We emphasize one thing too much and we forget about the other things. The point is, brothers and sisters, that we would wholeheartedly and openly receive everything that the church teaches us to be obedient to it and to follow it the best that we can. And we can truly trust in the authority that Jesus Christ has given to the church uh, so that we can believe in those things. All right, so that's the third way. And then the fourth way that Jesus is tempted by the devil, and this I think is the worst one, is that the devil tries to get Jesus to do something bad in order so that something good will come from it. He tries to get Jesus to do something bad so that something good will come from it. The devil knows that the heart of Jesus Christ wants nothing more than to save all his people. That all of the people of the world would come to salvation by receiving his love. And the devil plays on that. He says, if you would simply bow to me, then I would surrender all of your people to you. And hey, that would be a good thing, right? If the devil surrendered and allowed all people to go to Jesus, that would be a good thing. But of course, Jesus knows he can't do that one bad thing by bowing to Satan um, in order for the good thing to happen. And how often does this happen in our lives, brothers and sisters, where we say, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do this one bad thing real quick because I know that something good is going to come from it can't do that. We have to remember that every sin is an infinite offense against God, our creator. It's not right for us to do something bad 
because we think something good is going to come from it. That's against our Catholic morality. And in fact, if we start to think that way, we turn ourselves into our own God. We say, you know what? I think I know better than what God has taught me in this instance. I'm going to go ahead and do this bad thing because I think a greater good is going to come from it. That's not what Jesus asks for. Jesus asks for our obedience to the gospel way of life, to trust in him and to surrender our whole lives and believe that following the gospel is actually going to be the best course. And if we believe in that, if we trust in that, things are going to turn out well for us. All right, so those are kind of the four tactics I see uh, the evil one using in this gospel message. But the overarching theme here is that the devil wants to lie to us. The devil wants us to believe things that aren't true, things that aren't true about God, things that aren't true about ourselves, and things that aren't true about our relationship to God. I want to just read you this quick passage. It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of John, when Jesus is talking to the Jews who are disagreeing with him. And he says this about the evil one. He says, You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Brothers and sisters, we're not meant to participate in those lies. We're meant to live in the truth. We're meant to live in the light. We're meant to live in the love of Jesus Christ. So let's do our best to learn those truths and to cling to them with everything that we have. Let's our, uh, place our identities only in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's trust in his example and his saving help that he gives us. And let's receive every great gift and blessing that he wants to bestow on us during this Lenten season.